Welcome back to the Starting Five podcast on SB Nation Gristy Breath Blues. I am the one underscore P Shark, aka Mr. 500 Shark. Actually, need to go ahead and take my birth to Tunica uh, to go ahead and cash out on this 36 and 36 season that's coming next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so it's a three man weave this go around. So next to my name, you'll see G slash F, but this your young man, Trev. Uh, not reporting live from Dylan Brooks Island. Uh, just just back in Memphis. Of course, had a chance to attend the Iverson Classic. Um, some great, great talent that's in the high school circuit right now. But uh, what's good, everybody? Yeah, man. Tim Shakir holding it down in the paint, man. Shark, you got to go ahead and incorporate that, Brody. Go ahead and incorporate the Mr. 500 because they will steal it. <laughs> hey, well, yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But. Let's get to these two and two Grizzlies for the past week. Once again, um, of course, Monday nights uh, had the end. Uh, well, we only lost by 14, but that, I mean, overall, the game was terrible against New York Knicks. Uh, New York Knicks are, of course, on a hot streak since they beat us um, in that 13-point blown lead with five minutes ago. Uh, both teams have actually went in the opposite direction since that game. New York is actually 25-27 winning that. Come back and happen, and now they are number four seed in Eastern Conference. So that's what happens when uh things like that happen. Um, then you get the Wednesday, had an exciting game against um Minnesota Timberwolves, which we'll get to later about Jabba Rant's comments of being top five point guard. That was the game after he made those comments, and he proceeds to have dropped 37 and 10. After that, the next night, uh, everybody calls a tired team apparently. The Grizzlies lost to a Detroit business team missing. What the top seven players, um, he didn't do the rest of injury and then came back and beat the Toronto Raptors or should I say say the Tampa Bay Raptors, uh, Saturday night, who were missing a lot of their players as well. And he was still struggling to win that game as well, but pulled it off two and two. Now we're 34 and 33. What are y'all thoughts for this past week? Well, yes. Well, for me, let me come out and just simply apologize uh, because I am a man of my word because I did predict the Grizzlies would go on for this past week and they very much could have done so. But um, being able to pull off the wins uh, against Minnesota and Toronto was just something um, that we've been seeing all season. Like they always go 500, hence why Sharky is Mr. 500. It's like they can't ever do any better and they can't do any worse. Um, the New York game is just as simple as New York has been the better team. They've been a better team all season. I believe going into that game since the first matchup in Madison Square Garden, they were 15 and four and had won 11 of their last, I think it's either 11 of the last 12 or 12 of the last 13. Um, so you're, if you're not up to par, you're not ready, you're not showing up to play, and then. You're going to run into that buzzsaw, and that's exactly what happened. I was – I'm not going to lie. I was scared for Wednesday's game because I predicted that Anthony Edwards would go crazy, which he did. He ended up with 42. Um, how everything transpired in that game, there is, like, no possible way that Memphis should have escaped with this win, but I will gladly take it. Minnesota was just worse down the stretch, and um, – this was the even though it's the Timberwolves, it was a game that Ja really had to come out and prove himself after the comments he made. We'll get to those later. The Pistons game, of course, is another dud. It's 
typical Memphis, they find ways to lose the bad teams or play down their competition. The Pistons who only dress nine players in this game. Um, that's just one of those games where either Ja or Jaron has to come out and say, hey, we're not losing this game. We're about to take the souls of the Detroit Pistons, and it's going to be a long night for them. But unfortunately, that just didn't happen. And for some reason, we finally decided to start Jaron on uh, the game against the Raptors, and we saw the results there. Uh, kudos to JV. He's back on the double-double circuit once again, I think with 18, 18 and 21. Uh, Jaron with 20, and then we had uh, Dylan, who was efficient, who chipped in. I believe it was with 15 or 14. Don't have the stat sheet with me, but uh, overall, just a great week, per se, but it's a typical week for the Grizzlies. Yeah, everything uh, spot on, Trev. About this week, I won't have to go too much uh, in depth, really, but first and foremost, we definitely got to give us a shout-out to the assistant, to the assistant head coach, of the New York Knicks, I got Savage, man. Uh, <laughs> he got he got the Knicks playing tough, man. It's, it's like playing against the Pelicans. Like, that's one of them teams, like, we can, I guess, compare our growths to later on down the line, you know, I guess next year, because those are two teams that we legit have trouble with. Um, the Knicks are one of the better teams in the league, if not one of the best teams in making you play that kind of style of basketball. And we see literally, like, when you slow the game down, like, there's almost nothing that the Grizzlies can do. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 <laughs> defensively, like what 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 we I'm I'm missing our identity, right? Like the fact that that Anthony Edwards had what forty on us, however much he has, yeah. like come on, dog. Like where's where's the defense? And like the reason I had us putting the starting lineup, like we finally starting Jaron Jackson, um, against the, the 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 Raptors is because like you, you we're starting our defensive, we we're setting a defensive uh. Uh, identity right like i know i had to go against a couple people on twitter why i felt like starring kyle anderson at the three uh with with, with help and i like you you're creating that defensive identity hopefully dylan Brooks can you know play start playing a little bit better against the primary ball handler and once you got kyle anderson kind of you know in that in that you know I, I can pick up whoever my body's long i can do whatever my i can you know uh jaren and, and and jv in the paint like they they can get their chemistry going but honestly they could have been had this chemistry a month ago from what it looks like jaren it looked pretty healthy of course like missed shots and missed shots but whatever but his body looks healthy um defensively he can still get that chemistry going with jv and i think that'll make us that much better going forward but of course we start jv but don't finish him uh with the game flow of basketball i've always been on this point star jv create that identity and then as the game go for go for hopefully coach jenkins can figure out those rotations but i think that i would love to see xavier tillman get more minutes with, with jaron jackson in fact i think that our closing lineup will be with xavier tillman coming down in the future because he's quicker um in the next game like i'd rather him hold you know julius random than than jv right um they so right now man i'm i'm not seeing a playoff team you know with this grizzlies like Trev, you said it once again, like we literally playing down to the levels. Mr. 500 been calling it all year. So I don't even know why I'm stressing over this point. But it's like the fact that we we lose to a, a G League Pistons that you, you you can't explain that on youth because, hell, we playing against a younger team. You can't play that on tire because we are more talented. I believe that, of course, talent gets tired. But at the same time, if you were to go look at the Detroit Pistons roster, who are we playing against? It's the same way against a month they ago. Had, with they had nine players. They, they had nine players. Nine. Another, another key player, I'm, I'm happy you called out the nine players. Our bench got to step up. 
if you go and look at the last couple of games besides Anthony Edwards scoring 42 points, like the bet the best score off um the other team came from the bench. Wayne Ellington lit us up. He'd be a nice sign that I'd love to get back right about now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm well, saying? Um, who, who lit us up on the Raptors, but it's like, come on, come on, man. Like, yeah. who was it? Uh Jay Harris, like 16. Who who is that guy? I was like, I was like, is Joe Harris uh switch teams? Like, come I on, Josh Harris, 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 like, Harris, like, 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 or something, but, you know. <laughs> but I find it, yeah, but much to your point, too, and I think we didn't really get this to the uh Raptors game. Uh, a guy who's actually bounced back from the slump was DeAnthony Melton. Uh, speaking of right. bench, because uh, he okay. prior to the even the Knicks game, like DeAnthony Melton had been struggling like crazy uh, with these past few games down the stretch. So it was good to see him uh, bounce back in a major way to get more bounce back in a major way and to get a very very uh, good win against the Raptors and a very important one, especially with the playoffs uh, looming soon. So. When, when I was watching Melton yesterday, like it looked like he was having a, a little bit more fun than usual, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when you're going through a, a, a struggles like that, like a, a cold street like that, like the worst thing you can do is get in your own head. So some of the moves that I saw him doing yesterday, I was like, holy, Mel, you've been holding out on this, bro. Like, let's keep this going. You know what I mean, I'm saying? That, 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 that's it tends to happen, though. So like when, them, <laughs> when you're in the slump and them first few shots go in in a new game, Mm-hmm. You feeling pretty good, and you start doing stuff a little bit out out of your your ordinary. You start seeing stuff you haven't seen before. So again, kudos to the Anthony though for that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Actually, he had been struggling since that Denver game when he came out like at like fourteen points in three minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah, I think it was yeah. The, was it the blowout Denver game or was it the last the overtime, one? overtime one? The overtime the one. We do lead. Yep. That was his first game back from injury. Okay. Yep. He's been struggling since then, so pretty much a two-week spell. Fire snapped out of it, but let me just start back from the beginning. Monday against the Knicks. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> look terrible. Uh, like I said, the Knicks are a great team. Uh, well, not great team, but really very good team. Uh, I think they're one of the top defensive teams. And Maybe they are. Huh? Maybe. I said they may be the I top. Think they are the top. Yeah, right. I know they're the top in, I think, points a game. They're they're top in one of the categories, either points a game or efficiency. And I think Utah's top in the other. But, uh, yeah, that game, uh, I think what you could tell at the end, like the frustration just bore down to the, the struggles of the frustration bore down and Taylor Jenkins' job, the whole ejection thing. Um, so it, it kind of got embarrassing at the end, in my opinion. I know Jaws are frustrated by foul calls and all that, but – it, it shouldn't got to that point, man. Especially tweeting out the game, talking about some threats. Uh, <laughs> some we'll, threats. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm yeah, like man, his, his tweets. I, I've been saying I haven't said it on. I don't think I really said it talk much on the podcast, but like his tweets are kind of just it deals bothersome. And you, you try to just cap it off a young, but I had thought about Monday night after he sent that last tweet after he got ejected. I was like, bro, is he the only young player that I know to just tweets after games like this? Cause I see other players tweet, but they don't like tweet like to this extent. But hey, I mean, it's just hopefully it's just a growing spurt. You uh, get past it. But um, the next game, Minnesota, he came out backed up his talk after saying he was top five, which we get into in a second. Um, much respect to Anthony Edwards, um, who a lot of us doubted. 
getting drafted number one, who I still I'm not about to crown him as rookie of the year or say he's going to be a next be the next superstar. Grayson had to score forty points in the game his rookie year too. So you know, I, <laughs> consistency is key. I'm gonna need to see his sophomore year the maturation. I ain't about to just crown him now. Uh, he's having a great end of year, which I've seen a lot of players do. Marshawn Brooks was like, hey. <laughs> it's going to be sad that he's going to become a superstar and nobody's going to pay attention until he leaves Minnesota. That's cool. Good. That's the sad part about it. Like, he's literally going to become a superstar, but he's going to have to possibly leave Minnesota. Before you move on, Charlotte, like Anthony L was like, I, hey, man. Like, you apologize to him. I think we all got to apologize to him, really. We didn't oh, think yes, he was absolutely. Like, but I didn't think he was going to be this fun to watch on and off the court. Hey, man, I'm becoming a fan of his day by day. Like, I, I enjoy him. I definitely yep. enjoy him. He is a joy to watch. Like I said, I'm not ready. Like I said, I'm not ready to crown him yet. And a lot of people saying Ricky of the Year now. LaMelo came back now. Let's, let's chill out. Let's chill out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hornets still in the playoffs, so it's like, eh. right? I was like, the Hornets, yeah, the Hornets in the play in right now, so right. And before but, he went out, they were fourth in the conference, so you, you can't ignore that, right? But um, next night, I don't care about like Tuke said fatigue. Um, no, dog. If we're supposed to beat this deep team, uh, we want the deepest teams in the league. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. The <laughs> <laughs> They were missing way too many players for a team that's already one of the worst teams, taking the last worst record in the league, missing their top seven, six, seven players on top of already having the worst record with those players. You telling me yeah. a tired Grizz team still couldn't at least compete better? They pretty much lost from the get go. That game was like Corey Joseph just nah, bro. Nah, I ain't, I ain't, I yeah, that, that's the skill. Yeah, Corey, yeah, Corey Joe with a double double. You had Wayne Ellison who couldn't miss from three. And for some reason, he just every time you look up, he's wide open. I'm like, you do know he's like, I think at the point where I saw, I was like, you do know he's like five for five from three. Like, is you gonna you gonna have to put a body on him? So mm-hmm. so I try and get them all their back to backs and stuff, and sure. I, it's easy to say. I say this. I mean, we ain't the only team who doing all these, all these playing all these games like this. But we did have the most games left in the second half, so I will give them that. I give them fatigue, but you still got to win. You still got to win that one. I, I, I'm not letting that one slide for that game. Then two nights later, finally put Jaron back in the lineup, and like uh, Took was pointing out, I don't really care for Cal at the three, but last year after you traded Jay Crowder, dealt with your lineup. It was John Dillon. Kyle, Jaron, JV. What's part of the problem with the Grizzlies lately has been the rotation, has been the offense with Justice. And now he bench Justice, but now he, all these different players, Grayson got hurt again. Uh, Bain doesn't play well as a starter at two guard. He's great Thank off the bench. Thank you. Starting, he doesn't play well. Grayson has been struggling since forever. Uh, he refuses to start the Anthony Melton, which I didn't care to start him, but at this point, you could have tried that out. But I do like the lineup with Dylan and Kyle at two and three just for the familiarity right now because that's what you need. You need a familiar lineup, and that's your most familiar lineup from at least for Jaron, who just fresh coming back. That's your best lineup right now that's familiar that you need right now going down the stretch. I think what, what also is going to happen with that, though, is why I say Kyle at the three is because you're giving Jaron 
I don't want to say an excuse not to be able to rebound, but at the same time, like he's looking more of like a shooter right now, just if anything. And I think that does kind of help clear the paint for JV and then Kyle to crash the boards a lot as well. So right. that's I feel like that, that Kyle. And, and it gives you another, and then with Kyle in the starting lineup, it gives you another ball handler as well. Can, somebody that can initiate the offense. Um, I mean, in the ideal world, I would love for Desmond Bain to start because of the spacing he provides. But as it's shown um, thus far, he doesn't play well when he's in the starting lineup. So he's more accustomed to coming off the bench. So uh, just for going forward, just go back to the original lineup that we've had since last season. Um, pretty much with that. So I mean, and it kind of worked almost last year, right? Almost. Yeah. yeah, it worked until Jaron got hurt. So, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, don't, don't fix it. Right. That's your most familiar lineup. So, just I mean, at this point, you got to stick with that's your, that should be your starting lineup for the rest of this season. And the bench, you do what you're going to do with the bench. Whoever, however many minutes they're going to play, who's going to be the rotation. I, I disagree with that, Sharky, because at one point of this season, we were bragging about how we may have had the best bench of the, se- of the, of the, of the NBA. I still personally think that, but. Coaching got to get that part right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We, we, we what, five, what, six, six, about five, six games left into the season going into the play-in? Like, you should know who plays well, who complements each other. Injuries or not, you should know who's on your team. And like I said, if we went from having one of the best benches in the, in, in, in the whole NBA to Wayne Ellington out shooting the whole bench by himself, that's a problem. It's a, it's yeah. a problem. But a lot of their struggles, I mean, Anthony Melton just – couldn't hit nothing. Then you try to incorporate Justice Winslow. That played a huge factor. Then Tyus Jones yeah. played for a while. Now he's back, and it, it, it a lot of a lot of that dealt with that with that whole Justice Winslow situation. So, like I said, consistency is key. Consistency mm-hmm. is key. If you so, stick with that, if you're gonna stick with your starting five, you can go ahead and try and figure out your bench. Now you might have to run. You're gonna run to problem between playing. I mean, if you're gonna go eleven guys, or you're gonna go with ten, you got to eliminate somebody between Tillman Clark. Grayson, Melton, Bain, and Tyers. If they're gonna go ten playoffs, you really need to go nine, eight, damn near, really yeah. for the play in. So go ahead and make a decision, make whatever tough decision you, you gotta make. Yeah, everything. you really need to decide. Honestly, you need to decide between Melton, Grayson when he does get healthy. The Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain, and Grayson once Grayson is back. You need to decide who's gonna get those minutes there. Um, you need to, uh, as you just mentioned, Shark, you need to decide between Tillman and BC, um, as well. So I think those are going to be your your main questions as far as rotation is concerned. Because again, when it comes time for the play in and potentially the playoffs, you're going to have to shrink your rotation to eight or nine guys, and those are probably going to be your two main uh, focuses that you need to focus on that the wing spot. And uh, the other spot in the front court alongside Jaron and or JV. Yep. And speaking of play in, got the standings listed. We are now in ninth place, a half game back behind Golden State, which, I mean, next Sunday, I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. It's probably going to be Memphis, Golden State, playing for the number eight seed, losing against number nine seed next Sunday. That's look like that's exactly what we headed for. Uh. <laughs> and look at who's number seven right now. The Los Angeles Lakers, who lost the tiebreaker to Portland. So they are probably finishing seven because they're now a game and a half behind Portland and Portland has the tiebreaker. So really, they're two and a half games behind Portland. 
Mm. With like four games, five, four or five games left. And LeBron, uh, the injury. So Lakers are, I mean, we talk more about this on the ALBR podcast, but yeah, we'll see with the the ankle and him. But it's like the ankle. You say what? I'm, I'm letting it be known now. And I told I told Savage I won't say another word on it until the rest plays out because yep. I, I see what's going on under the behind the scenes and it's not cool. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But yeah, we'll see. But like it be us going straight mouth for number eight. Uh, Spurs are tenth. They are now what two games behind us, and we have a tiebreaker, so three games behind us. So even we were like lose out, they got to win out. So we're pretty much where we're going to be. New Orleans are now two games behind the Spurs. They could catch up to them, but the Spurs have tiebreaker over them as well. So there's three games, and Zion is out for the season now. So wait, how y'all feel? Uh, matter of fact, I mean, since we're here, it's going to go to the rest of the regular season. You're doing the most right now. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, y'all know, dog, y'all know how I'm going to feel. If I got to choose between the Grizz and the Warriors to make the playoffs, like, man, and that's karma. That ain't nothing but karma at its finest. I didn't do nothing to deserve this. My mama love a Mother's Day gift. I'm acting. I'm being nice to my brother. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be crazy. I, I honestly do not know what, what's going to transpire because – I mean, we we know how the rest of the season going to finish. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I, I know it's transpiring. Two and three. 36, 36. 36, 36 Mafia, the new 36. <laughs> the new 36. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 17, we're going to have a new 36 coming, coming soon. I really, I really want to go the other way and go three and two, but I, I, I just don't know. Um, because these three, these, these three, the three games I'm looking at um, New Orleans, Dallas, and of course, Golden State. You have to win one of those. And I'm not going to discount the Sacramento Kings either because they're technically still in the hunt for the 10th spot. Um, But I I think at this point for Memphis, with a home-and-home, a back-to-back, you should be able to handle the Sacramento Kings. I mean, you've handled them all season. So I I really want to go three and two, but something's telling me it's going to be two and three because I can – that New Orleans game. We, we literally got it right in front of us, bro. We have a brother on the podcast, two, three other brothers that been saying it for the longest. <laughs> like, we know what's up at this point, bro. I already apologized for the lack of content, so it's okay. Yeah, so okay, I, I, I really want to say, I really want to say 37 and 35, but it's really looking 36 and 36 right now because I, I've given up on that one. Yeah, we, we <laughs> somehow we'll we'll find a way to lose the New Orleans game and and Dallas and Dallas, and then we just win those two against Sacramento and then lose against Golden State, and then we have we go straight into the play in against whoever's the tenth seed. I I yeah. will say two and three because my brother Shark has been right since almost day one, if not day one. Um, for content purposes, I'm gonna say we're gonna win against. The Pelicans, we're going to lose against the Mavericks. So let me see, two and three. I mean, we got to win one, one against the Kings. You may lose both of them against the Kings, especially if they risk uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, Give me one against the Kings. Give me give me both losses against the Kings, man. 
And I'm finna, I'm finna start some smoke because, of course, uh, the next debate we finna have, like, give, give me two and three both losses against the Kings, win against the Warriors. So, so what's the third? Get, so what's the third loss? Oh, uh, Mavericks. So you guys beating the Pelicans? Yeah, so you have us beating well, the Pelicans. I think we can go without Zion, but I don't know anything. And to I physically see with my own two eyes, them beat the Pelicans. They ain't beat them without Zion last year on MLK Day. I was at that game. Nope. Now Drew Holiday. Now Drew Holiday did kill us, and he's not there no more. But I think Brandon Ingram might be out Monday too. But we just saw what we did against Detroit. We just saw. Who else we also it was Detroit. Um, Orlando blew twenty point lead. Blew the ten point lead going to fourth quarter. OKC. Although Shea Gildress was still playing them. Um, yeah, you know we seen this. Double digit lead against the Knicks that we blew. Yeah, so, but I'm talking about. I'm talking about against the like the lesser opponents. <laughs> Look, oh, I don't yeah, want to say that we're going to lose to the Kings twice. Who wants to say that they're going to lose to the Kings twice, right? But the Kings have been playing well lately. I guess we're going to go one and we, I, I think we're going to split. It's going to be 1-1 uh, unless they decide, like, somewhere in this they might rest some guys because, obviously, I think at this point, looking at standings, we are probably going to be nine and battling for eight. We're going to stay on that last game, so they might can afford to say they may they may rest that depending on what happens thursday they probably rest some guys on that friday matchup right so, i can I see can. that and yeah, i wouldn't be mad at that because at this yeah. point you you're 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 not catching up to seven so it's really it's eight nine and you're probably still gonna be in that position going to sunday regardless so yeah then you gotta nah. turn right around on tuesday and start to play in so yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. Memphis won or lost that game Thursday, that first matchup against the Kings, and they just started resting guys. Right. So that's leading to Mr. Top Five Point Guard himself, Mr. John Morant. And so he calls himself. Uh Shaq asked him a question. Which I mean, I'm, I mean what what he what he's supposed to say. I understand that uh, you know, people saying that what, what he's supposed to say. Hey, um, well, I'm I'm not there yet. Now nah, he's gonna say he's gonna he's confident himself. He's gonna stay top five, and we have the right to believe him or not or debate it. So, what are y'all thoughts on him being top five? Who's your top five? What is the top five point guard? Is it based on actual point guard? Is it based on just a position players who play point guard? Floor is floor is yours. Is Ja top five? No. Um, does he have the capability to be top five? Absolutely. Um, I just think if you're going to be a top five point guard, you're unconditionally the leader of your team. And then there's certain games on your schedule where you just look at and you just go and you say, this team is in for a long night. Our opponent is in for a long night, wherever that's at home or on the road. And that's why I look at it as a a criteria for a top five point guard. Now, are we going based on how teams play and how players play, or are we going based on the actual position? I think that's another question that we need to look at um, because seeing just seeing these top fives is just, oh, my goodness, it's ridiculous. But back to my original point, if you're going to be a top five point guard in the league, there's just certain games on the schedule that you just see and you just look at and you just go, okay, this team is in for a long night. I'm going to do everything in my can to take the will away from these, from this team. And I didn't see that from Ja. I think the Detroit game was the perfect opportunity for it. Cause 
You followed up with the 37 and 10 against Minnesota after you made the comments, but I felt the same thing should have happened in the Detroit game, which would have put a bigger stamp on your case, but uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. So do I think he's top five? No. Honestly, he's not even top 10, and that's fine. Um, just not he's, – he's not there just yet. He's just in year two. Uh, there's a, definitely 10 guys who I would definitely put ahead of him. But it is what it is. I mean, I, I appreciate Ja for his confidence, of course. We, we want him to say that he's top five, but it's just not yet. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to speak certain things into existence, right? Like one of my favorite albums is, I mean, one of my favorite artists is Drake, right? And in one of his earlier projects, I believe it was So Far Gone. Was it So Far Gone? I think it was So Far Gone. When he said, I'm the greatest before I even knew I was. And then look, 10 years later, he's the big, biggest artist in the world. So, I mean, I believe in speaking of, uh, stuff into existence. I believe that you are supposed to have that type of confidence, especially if you're coming from, you know, where Josh from, where he's like, been overlooked really his whole career until he got into the league so i do like that that healthy balance but for the sake of debate um i was able to pull up uh rashad phillips who who, who made a i guess somewhat of a controversial tweet that got picked up by some uh headliners and pretty much he gave his definitions of just different guards hybrid guards legit point guards you know typical point guard, blah 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 if y'all want to go like this rashad phillips um on on twitter and he actually had a had a point, right? You know what I'm saying? A point guard, like you said, is somebody who's leading the team, you know, pass first, but can go get their own bucket. So I actually made my own list of, of point guards, and I want y'all to kind of, I guess, compare and do a little. So top five, of course, we got the point guard in Chris Paul. Hall of Fame, as soon as he get done with the league, love him since Wake Forest. Any, any opposition there? All right, nope, next up. No argument for me. The, the reason why we paid him so much money is because of how he impacted our team. Number two is Mike Conley. How the hell is he not mentioned in any top five point guard, especially if he's on the number one team in the entire league? Come on, dog. <laughs> he didn't have a good season last season. Cool. But this season, they've been balling out, and they number one for a reason. Any opposition there, fellas? No. No. All right. All right. Regardless of how he, his history as a ball hog, they, they 15 and four in their last 19 games with the Washington Wizards. Damn it, Russell Westbrook, Goat Westbrook. Respect, 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 respect the Brody. Respect the Brody. Whether or not <laughs> he's a real point guard or not, he's established himself in 2 1, and it's beautiful to see. Bradley Bill ain't scoring 50 points because he's playing with a ball. <laughs> like, yeah, let me speak on Westbrook, man. And uh, we give him criticism on FBR. We give him criticism. Criticism wins do right. But this whole, hey, he ain't getting a championship. All this talk, man. You know how hard it is to win a championship? You know what type of team you got to be on to win the championship? KD left and went to go to State. They blew 3-1 lead after that. He, that. Those OKC teams with Paul George wasn't capable of winning no championship, even they got the first round. That team in Houston was not beating the Lakers. Where they played them second round, where they played them in the cover corner, where they played in the first round. No, the, the OKC teams were capable. They was just beating them. Not, not with Paul George. Nah, oh, oh. Yeah, they 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 were in, they were they were hit bad with injuries. If, if that team played Golden State fully healthy, they weren't capable. They beat Golden State in the se- They won the season series against Golden State. Oh. 
series against Golden State, and that's with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Now, does it happen in the playoffs? Probably yeah, now you know, go straight. Not take the record season. <laughs> Serious. But no, like, yeah, yeah. Trouble, no, those teams, those teams, was just, those teams was, were hobbled because Westbrook had the the knee and Paul George. Yeah, it was amazing that he was able to even lift both of his arms in, in the series. So, but and even to that point, Trevor, my point, like everybody say, he ain't yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah, it. it's it's like it's. Russell Westbrook is the harsh reality that most players need. Most players and those aspiring to go to the NBA need to realize, like, you can be as great as you are, but it takes more than just greatness to win a championship. Like, everything Mm -hmm. has to be in sync. Front office, coaching staff, the other 14 guys that's around you. Like, it it really takes all of that to uh, horse that Larry O'Brien, man, but. Continue to with, with your time. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I done love the Brody since I since he came in the league, bro. So I, I enjoy it. Like I said, seeing yeah. his game progress, it's been beautiful. It's, it's been real beautiful. Yeah. And then Washington might they looking like they're gonna be a playoff team. So well, let, let's, let's be a playoff on. team, and they're gonna be a tough out. They they, be a they they taking the identity of Russ. Like you, you can you yep. can see his impact. Fifteen yep. and four in the last nineteen. Like that they want it. And they they going after it. We we tied, it. tied the triple double record. Tied the triple. He gonna break it next time. He gonna break it. Whatever going against, they gonna he gonna break it. <laughs> he going for it. Yeah, so he might as well. All right. All so right. With, uh, number four, uh, like I told you, uh, with 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 the two games that we got this this upcoming week, Darren Fox to me, he averaging twenty five and seven assists. He averaging the numbers. I would love to see John Morant average next year. But he, you know, De'Aaron Fox is there right now. He's playing for, in my opinion, a terrible team under a terrible coach. But that's neither here nor there. De'Aaron Fox yeah. right now, yes, I will pick De'Aaron Fox over John Moran right now. A year from now, two years from now, I'll be in my words, and I'll be happy that I'm in my words. But right now, <laughs> and he's out, and he's outplayed Jai every head up matchup they've had since Jai's been in the league. Hey, he's hey. here right now. That's y'all, y'all said it, not me. <laughs> Yeah, that's debatable. So now, now we're at number five. This is where yeah, every guy they play, he's outplayed them. No, he's no, I, I'm with it, but that, that that's 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 kind of debatable. With oh, it's debatable, yeah. Because, yeah. because wow. I, at some point, like don't don't get me wrong, he's having a great season. He's probably one of the best he's had since he's been in the league. But at what point does the responsibility leave Luke Walton and translate over to you? So like yeah he's he, yeah he's having a he's having a much better year one of the best years but it hasn't translated to a whole any it hasn't translated to more wins so at what point do you start holding him responsible and not just and then not just Luke Walton by himself when he actually has a because it's not just Luke Walton it's the team as well I'm, yeah I'm, I, I get it because they they yeah. always they're pretty much fringe in the lottery all pretty much every single year so. But that's just that's just that's the question I find myself asking with De'Aaron Fox. Like, you're having a great year. I get it that Luke Walton is not the guy for the job and things of that nature. But at what point do we start pointing the fingers at you alongside with Luke? Walton? I think that happens when the Kings finally make that choice of saying, "All right, Luke, we got to get somebody else." And if we don't see that progression within De'Aaron, you know, with the new coach, then it, we I think that's when we start holding De'Aaron accountable. But like I said, right now he's still averaging twenty five and seven. It's like how, yeah. how much 
respectful. I'm not somebody. knocking that at all. I'm not knocking that at all. It's just mm-hmm. it hasn't translated to more wins. So at one point, hey, good point. Yeah. But to 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 that point though, he's keeping the Kings. The Kings roster there's, is not right, good. Yeah, there's still very to, much yeah, to be where they at. I don't. So, I think it's them to be there. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be fighting the G League Pistons for the number one seed. I mean, number one pick. Number one for the air. All right, go ahead. Right, go ahead. So, that was debatable, man. This this last five is really gonna get so. I, I'm honestly still having to pick. You already know it, brother. It's between Mr. John Morant and Mr. Lonzo Ball. Oh, who you thought I was saying on Green? Uh, you always say he's top 10, so I'm freaking he'll be a top. If he's, oh, if he's top 10 player, he'll be a top 10 player. I was going with the old cow. Top 10 line yeah, is a whole nother talk, a whole nother intro. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna do it in this one. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna use the platform like that to spew my own nonsense, but I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is. But now, Alonzo. Uh, we know what he's done. His his progression from year one to year two to year three has been crazy. His jump shot is finally here. He actually is leading the team. And regardless of, you know, what people will hear this and talk about the Pelicans, we still can't beat them for some reason. So, I like I said, I hey, the, the floor is y'all because, like, I got John Morant as a five, but it's like, eh. well, what, what do y'all thought? So, I, I can't put him in my top five just yet because – Looking at your five, I think maybe with the exception of Lonzo, who's a question mark at five, and I believe De'Aaron Fox, those top three guys that you mentioned, like games like the like the Grizzlies had against Detroit, those three guys, if it's a, if it's with playoff implications, those three guys are coming in and saying, "Hey, we not finna lose this game. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if it's the second night of a back to back." I don't care if I'm hobbled, whatever it is, whatever it takes. Like, we're not losing this game. And I just don't see that from Jai yet. I, I I would love to be wrong, and I'm pretty sure I will be down the line, but I don't see that from Jai Morant yet. And that's what I'm looking at as far as uh, top five. Now, of course, for those that are listening, we're, we're talking about just as far as the textbook definition of, of a point guard. Like we, of course, if we would just go all point guards, because most of the point guards would score first, of course, Steph would be on the list. Dame would be on the list. Kyrie would be on the list. You know, that whole notion. But we're just looking at how basketball defines what a point guard is. So don't, 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 don't think that we not dis- <laughs> we're just completely leaving those guys out, but it's, just, right. just, just a quick PSA there. Yeah, because my list, my list. If you play point guard, you're a point guard. I don't care. You score first. If that's the thing, if you're listed as a four and you're the primary ball handler and run the offense for your team, then technically you're a point guard. Right. So, <laughs> with that guy's uh, rankings, I'm like, yeah, that case, he might as well put LeBron and Jimmy Butler LeBron, in there. Because... LeBron in there, Jimmy Butler in there, <laughs> Nikolai Jokic, who's the MVP. Yeah, Jokic, because all three of them. <laughs> uh, Frank, and Draymond Green, all those players. Like, hey, man, I was just about to say Draymond Green. Like, people yeah. say, well, yeah, why he why said, like, why his, he his criteria opened up a can of worms. So I'm like, right. I'm so, gonna no, I'm just going to list it based on point guard. So, <laughs> I thought okay. five. Or is a tie with any order of Steph? Huh? 
I was like, how, how you how you call yourself a Warriors fan, but you ain't got Steph on the list because Draymond Green is the primary <laughs> ball. <him. laughs> right. This is a sis for give, a reason. Give, give me a hey, real talk. Give me a season where Steph Curry has l- even led the Warriors in assists. Don't I worry, I'll wait. You got to do, you got to do some research to them. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry missed twenty games this season too, so that's why I didn't put him. So he ain't top ten no more, huh? No, he's top ten forever. <laughs> For those that don't know, Tuke was a huge Kyle Lowry fan when Kyle Lowry was here in in. Uh, I was too. Look, I, I'm a never, I've never seen a six foot point guard in his first, I think, two games get ten rebounds. Like that, that changed my whole perspective on basketball. Man, like, he, played, he played the four in Villanova, so he already knew it. Yeah, that's hard. They, they play four guards. That's hard, man. That's that. That's that's four, I think it was four guards and Dante Cunningham. You know how they how the lineup was. If it was said, uh, I remember it was Mike Nardi. He was the casual point guard. You had Randy Foy. You had yeah, Alan Randy Ray, Scotty Reynolds, Alan Ray, Kyle Lowry, and Dante Cunningham. Dante Cunningham. So in a way, what y'all are saying is Kyle Lowry really changed the game. Moving on. <laughs> this is a funny episode. <laughs> Are y'all said it, not me. <laughs> we know we recognize the greatness that is Kyle Lowry, but th- let, let's let's pump the brakes on this whole change the game narrative. Like, let's let's chill on that. One. Okay, remember, follow us on Twitter at Starting Five MEM. Follow the Grizzly Bear Blues, the SBN Grizzlies. Listen to the other podcasts, 3 d Core 4, and GBB Live. Continue to be on the lookout. Um, I thought Took had the game in the bag on the fantasy championship, but I guess not. So we'll, we'll update you next week on the Who Won Championship between him and Justin Lewis. Look, it's got it's gotten to a point where it's like chestnut checkers. We got like seven uh times we can like add players. He had his seven like Wednesday. I added all mine. <laughs> I, I did too. I guess you last week. I had mine by like Wednesday. Because everybody kept resting. <laughs> Sheesh, it's a war out here, y'all. It's a war, but y'all pray for me. Hope that I bring the we, championship. We're we we hoping you bring it home, man. We hope you bring it home to start five. But anyway, this your guy, uh Trevor. I'm at the auto Trevor on Twitter. Uh, first letter of each word is capitalized except of because of the preposition. And I will be returning to my duties as chief of staff at Dylan Brooks Island this week. So get at me. Well, I cannot wait till B613 blow that island up. But it's your man, Tam Shakir. Make sure y'all hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. I'm not on Dylan Brooks Island, but it, you know, hey. And follow me at the one underscore P Shark. And we are missing two members. We did three on three today, and they will be back next week for the Mother's Day. Their wives, their their fathers, their wives, our mothers. So they took the week off. They'll be back next week. And Skyler, you can follow him at underscore Skylito. And Sheedy, you can follow him at it's really Sheedy. It's really I'm really glad. Family, family man. Family guy. <laughs> right. Missing podcast with you and we, their loved ones. Who does that? <laughs> Family, family men. So <laughs> you about to be a hey, you about to be by yourself around these. <laughs> hey. I don't know why you talking. <laughs> All right, man. Till next time, we will be talking about the playing game this week. So till next time, get it. Go Grizz. Go Grizz.